Welcome to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars. I know, I know, we didn't have one last week, but you want to know why? Because this week is the big go. It is Indy, it's the U.S. Nationals, it's Labor Day. Tough weekend for me, anniversary of my father passing away, but it's big go. It is the big go. What are we talking about? Well, if you were like me, you hung around all weekend, watched NASCAR, the chase for the championship. We had a little bit of bracket racing, a little bit of divisional racing going on, and had some announcements about programs for the NHRA Lucas Oil Sportsman Division Driver Development Program. Oh, my God, did you see? Angel Sampe got her alcohol license how did anybody not see that coming? Uh, punch yourself in the face or hit that on the bingo card for Antron Brown. Well, where else would she have went? I mean, they're related. I mean, that would make freaking awkwardness for the holidays. But nonetheless, Angel, congratulations. I guess she just didn't want to let Erica just scathe through being the winniest female driver in NHRA competition. But uh, I still think Eric is going to hold on to it by season's end. But Angel, welcome to the program of alcohol fuel racing. Bowling Green took place. Hope everybody took uh, time to hang out on NHRA.tv and watch the final. Well, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up because we crowned Jegs All-Stars at Columbus for Division Three the next to last divisional race for the North central division as uh, Tony Stewart will be hanging out at the historic beach Bend raceway. That being said, I have got a guest this week. He and his family are making bulldozer size impact in the world of drag racing. Got a few crossover things that he and I have in common, which uh, definitely excites me to be able to bring that to the public's ears and eyes. But we're going to get started with him right after this. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. All right, we're back, and now my guest, Joe C. Maynard, who's referred to the other Joe or that Joe or this Joe. I guess we could make Joe jokes all day long. Joe C., thank you for coming on and welcome to Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, I'll tell you, when it comes to Joe's, my dad will tell you, and I hope he doesn't hear this before you interview him, but he'll say you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Joe in our family because we got three of them on the property. <laughs> Well, for you, uh, I don't know how many times, you know, I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. You and I are both military army veterans. Uh, how many times did you hear Joe jokes while you were in the military? Oh my God. GI Joe, Ranger Joe, you know, all of it, all of it. And you know, uh, nobody, and nobody out there knows what GI stands for in GI Joe. It, it blew my mind. 
they don't understand the government issue. No, no. They're like, oh, I don't know. Girl invention. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. Sadly, that's not it. All right, Joe. Well, real quick. I'm. How about we start it out this way? You and your family. Let's just say that you and your dad stepped back along with along with your mom and just kicked the doors down into NHRA drag racing over the past few years. Give our listeners the elevator pitch background of you and your family and your bringing into the world of NHRA drag racing. All right. Well, circa 2004, five, six, maybe. I don't remember. Um, back in those days, it's all whirlwind. I was gone all the time, you know. But my dad took my mom to Bristol Speedway down to Thunder Valley for her first NHRA race, begged her to go all the time. And, and every time I'd come home, they'd always have it on Fox, you know, on Sundays or whatever. And uh, dad gets out of the, her dad pulls up into the top spot of Bristol and my mom's in the wheelchair and he goes, Hey, I just heard nitro fire up, go down there to the fence right there and watch the car. It's getting ready to come by the finish line. So she zooms in her chair. We, we call, everybody, you know, all the kids, you know, they call her granny wheels. Um, so granny wheels runs down to the fence line and Tony Schumacher comes by an army car at 330 miles an hour. My mom turns around and goes back over to my dad and goes, I want one. And it's gotta be him. And I, I, to this day, I don't know that she wasn't talking about Tony. You know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) But, (laughs) but, uh, that's how it got started. And then, you know, here we are like 17 years later and mom you know, they got into uh, sponsorships with Leah. And then when Tony and Leah were getting married, it was, we had this dinner and conversation about how to move forward, you know, how partners are, are separate or how, and it just worked better for everybody for TSR and JCM. And so dad, mom and dad wanted to own the team that they have, you know? So, okay. <laughs> I mean, Hey, I want to, fly the space shuttle you know let's see how that works but they did it and they got it done and so now um that's kind of how all that started it's 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 been crazy it's been fun though that's for sure well your family came in in the little jcm right obviously we we know that that you know if our listeners don't know it stood for joe kathy maynard right? right like I, I honestly, the first time I saw it, I, and then found out about you, I had to be told that it was Joe Kathy Maynard. That's what the JCM stood for because I thought it was Joe C Maynard. Hey, hey, hey someday it might be. Hey, uh, we're going to get to there later on into the show. Let's not, <laughs> let that, let's not let that rabbit get away out of the magic hat. So you guys came in and, and with that JCM is mainly a foundation right family companies like let's let's let the listeners know the explanation or background of that i I get i we do get this all the time and no we don't have a foundation we have a we we as a family have a lot of irons in the fire when it comes to charitable work there is no foundation or organization it's a dot com not a dot org you know it's a business so the c Corps has many companies under it, um, including the restaurant right up the street named after my son. Uh, but there's, you know, 
everywhere you look around town or or as far as mom and dad wanted to reach or you know as far as i i feel like reaching or i can reach um there's there's benefits to others and it's always been about veterans homeless and children always you know and so when sergeant push-up comes to the track and i I met that guy and, and we started talking i said you know what i'm in what you know here's what i can do not what do you need but here's what i can provide because they're, they're they're totally separate when you when you're talking about charitable work it's like if you say hey i need 200 bucks to make it to the end of the month but it, you and you're working on behalf of a foundation or an organization but i can provide you 500 or i might be able to provide you 50 well i'm going to do what i can not what you need right. but what i can because they are completely different a lot of people don't understand that and that that becomes you know it's not a problem it just becomes a situation sometimes when you you want to do something for others you know, like the development program or or any number of the foundations here in town you know why why start up a whole new foundation to support something that there are already a hundred of them out there and you can help those and not worry about you know having your name in lights and getting the pat on the backs and all that stuff just 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 do it man you know I, there's a I wrote a song a while back called No Receipt, and it's about that process. And like, if, if you ask me for $10, you needed $10 for something. I'm going to give you $10 if I have it, if I have it, right? Wants and needs are different. But if I ever come to you and I say, hey, uh, can I borrow your lawnmower? And you go, no, nah, I can't. And I say, well, remember that $10 I gave you? Well, now I've just asked for a receipt, and I've just defined our relationship or friendship on a, on a $10 bill. And so I, I will I'll never do that. If I do something for somebody or give something to somebody, that's just it. I never use it and throw it back in their face to try and get a receipt for it. And and so I feel I feel like the family has really tried to do that. You know, and it and it's hard sometimes because there are people out there that like to try and take advantage of you or or just assume that you're gonna say yes to everything when that's not your, that's not your purpose. That's not what you're, you're there for. That's not your why in life, you know? Oh, absolutely. Well, and you know, you and I talked a little bit before we started that phrase, that selfless service, like that, it's just, you know, we, we, you and I've been through all the, the leadership schools and we've, we've seen the, the song and the dance, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, the song and the dance actually has legitimacy to it. And, oh, for sure. and and selfless service being a characteristic of, of people in today's community, yeah, that's that's a, that's a minority. And and being able to help individuals through foundations and help other foundations with your work, again, the the selfless service piece. So let's talk about that. If I know you got a lot, you you and your family have a lot of businesses. What's a business that you guys are involved with that most people would go, no way, really? Uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of people know about the restaurant. It's a three-story restaurant right over here. First story is Joe's Gar- Joe's Garage, yeah, right there. Joe's Garage. Um, second story is the Trattoria de Cat, I, 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 or Trattoria. It's Trattoria, actually. I say tra- Trattoria, and I get corrected by my wife all the time. It's Trattoria. Trattoria? Trattoria. Ah, crap. Now I can't remember which is right. Anyway, it's it means cat's kitchen. That was my mom's dream. Boom. That's okay. what she wanted in a restaurant. The third one is the Skyline 500, 
it's a rooftop indoor outdoor bar overlooks the river it's, it's beautiful um but most people know about that one i think what people actually the one that i get the most that people don't know is it's wraps and threads we don't have a website we get so much business that i haven't i haven't even cared to just do a website and social media for it and get it all done because it does hats t-shirts vinyl wrap um in fact uh hector arana called me to, to wrap his bike you know like there's the people just nobody knows about it. they're like oh you you do hats and so we get between the between the college right behind us and the all the racing stuff we get we have so much so much work to do and i just hired uh tammy a couple months ago and she's in there right now crushing it just printed a banner for GovFest and prince is doing the t-shirts doing the mar hats for the winter circle because we need them hopefully <laughs> but uh let's see oh a millwork company you know they architects and stuff where we do the drawings of a, of a kitchen or a, a kiosk or or an area that has like coffee you know when you go to a hospital and you go to the cafeteria all the countertops and all the, the stuff that all has to be done legally and correctly according to code for food service and hospital and all that stuff and then the uh, queen city restaurant equipment supply which is supplies restaurants and supplies you know anybody that's looking for commercial equipment even and even upscale home equipment um i mean there's just a lot of stuff like that that people just have never really known and the, the one i get the most is the vinyl wrap shop the vinyl wrap t-shirts hats you know there's other race teams that they say literally the email says i want the shirt that joe c was wearing at the race it came from versatran so okay so i got them the og the whatever's that i was wearing and and they're embroidered and they got them now they wear them but that's the no, I, that's the one that most people don't see well i have to tell all our listeners now you're based in clarksville tennessee you're not that far from us no okay no. so so are we talking looking up looking up your business or wanting to do business with you do folks just go out on social media uh google you now, wh where do people Ooh. go to find out and follow joe c maynard Oh, follow me. Mostly Instagram. Uh, I did some TV stuff and some knife stuff and some, you know, commercial crap. And I say crap, but sorry, Discovery. It's not <laughs> crap. <laughs> but I, I've done that kind of stuff and people just have kind of known who it was. And then they see me post and I, I went kind of, I went black for a while and I ghosted. I just went ghost for a while after, uh, uh, an accident last year, all the way through the surgery and then the stroke and then mom, mom's, you know, passing. I, I kind of, for about six, eight months, I just, I went dark. I got back on it and, and saw that as soon as I started posting, people were like, Oh, there you are. Where you been? I miss your videos. And, you know, cause I, I would just be me. Some days I'd be pissed off and I'd get on social media and I just do a live video and just say, I hate the world today. This sucks. You know, and I would be completely raw and honest about it. And that's just, I feel like if the more I am honest, projecting the, that honesty, then I don't have to, it's like lying. You know, if you lie to somebody, you have to remember that lie. Then you have to remember all the little tentacles that come out from it. 
And next thing you know, you're just confused. But if you're just honest about how you feel and what's going on, you're just, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Everything's all right. Or someday things are awesome and I'm I'm jumping up and heel clicking, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the way it goes. <laughs> well, well, we're, well, let's not go and pull the feelings wheel out and start going through the feelings wheel as you start laughing because i know you know what i'm talking about uh i think everybody in the military at one point got given the feelings wheel um yep. what let's let's fast forward motivation you guys you and your family made some announcements in the p- previous weeks you got some other announcements coming up let's let's talk about obviously what got this driver development program rolling Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've got some different steps, some waves, some future perspectives. You've got a vision of where it is that you and your family are trying to take this program. So let, let's really talk about that based off of the fact that we really love talking about marketing and sponsorships and PR here on Racers and Rental Cars. Okay. Well, in the spirit of honesty, I will tell you. That before we had an official announcement for a junior program, my dad had already done it with Wyatt Wagner and Kaylee Hill, you know, driving uh, super comp and, and super stock racers. And just as a way to just help them out, you know, not owning the team, not, not, not sponsoring them, not, but giving them access to our sponsors, give them access to our program, learning how to do interviews. You know, um, last year in Indy, this is the, and this is the one I fall back to because this is the one I love the most. So last year during Indy, Eric and I, one of our other owners, Eric and I are walking around the pits and we're just talking to the juniors and there's this junior family, a kid and his mom and dad. And the dad is actually one of the camping world track specialists, you know, does all the, you know, track stuff whatever they do. I mean, they work hard. I know that, but I couldn't tell you exactly what he does. Anyway, we're talking to them and they're like, Oh, we want to know more about this program. I said, well, we're kind of working on it. We're trying to figure out how we're going to do this. So by the end of the year, we should have something ironed out. Right. That was Indy. That was September Labor Day weekend. It was my wife's birthday. Well, Pomona, the last race of the season, this kid Waylon shows up at the pit on Friday night with his parents. And I kind of look at him. I'm like, I recognize him from somewhere. And they came up to me and go, Hey, we just flew in from Atlanta just to find you all from Atlanta to Pomona, just to come find me and say, Hey, we want to know more about this program. You said the end of the season, this is the last race of the season. I said, Holy crap. All right. uh, Let me get back with you tomorrow. So I went back (laughs) And I talked to Eric and I said, Hey, Eric, and he's a lawyer by trade and you now he's our general counsel and, and, and minority owner, but he's one of my best friends. And I said, Eric, what, how can I do this? I said, they flew all the way here just to find me because we told them the end of the year and I don't want to lie to them. So how do we do this? He says, and he introduced me to the, to the term capital investment. It's a bit terrible term, by the way. So he says, well, if the, if you don't want the team to just, to just have to pay for it because the team's not budgeted for it, then you write a check to the team and then the team writes the check to the family 
but what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't want to just give them money. I mean, that's dumb. It's it. Yes, it helps them, but I'd rather teach them to fish rather than buying a bunch of fish. So next day I explained to the family what, we, what we're doing and shook the kid's hand, almost like a contract, you know, like, all right, little man, there you go. And he's the one that's blasted all over our stuff, all the junior, you know, division two champ and for two years and just crushing it and moving up in a car. And he drives a lightning McQueen, you know, rust ease yep. car. And he, and he, and he wants to change it. He wants to rewrap it. And he's grown up. He's grown out of that cars theme, you know? So I thought, man, that's cool. So we, we, we talked to our sponsors and this is kind of, I don't know if it's as good or bad. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't really care. So I'm looking at our contract with, uh, with impact. And it says that, you know, every, all drivers on our team are, 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 will get this, this, and this, and this. And I said, Eric, Hey man, you're the lawyer. Tell me what this, tell me if I'm wrong here, but this doesn't limit how many drivers we have. It just says every driver in our team. Well, if they're part of our team. So that was kind of our way in. Now, of course, now there's some changes we have to make because they, they got wise, but <laughs> we ended up getting, we ended up getting fire suit for the junior, you know, helmet, gloves, like everything and having, and having the junior fit outfitted. And then next thing you know, we got Wyatt and Kaylee both getting their fire suits, you know, for their stuff. And then I talked to gear wrench and I introduced Wyatt or Waylon to Neil Burns and Eric over at gear wrench in Charlotte. I said, Hey, this is our junior kid. He's a rock star. And they talked to him and they, they, they started giving him some tools. And I started growing. It's like snowball effect. Well, the the next thing I know, I've got meetings with Gear Wrench. I'm having dinner with them about this program. I talked to uh, Net West Buck about it to do something at PRI to announce the the inaugural class of 24 and all that. And then working with Natalie and Cass and and our team at uh, Innovation, we they just. It just seems like this is one of those programs that you almost didn't need to force. But then here's where things got weird is because once I started doing it and talking to people, I found out Mike Salinas has like 20 kids in a program. Antron Brown has a bunch of kids in a program. They're all doing these things. And for some reason, I'm making a bigger splash. And it's not because I wanted to or I need to. I need to cast a shadow and make my, you know, put my name in lights. It's because I think it's because my dad runs the teams, right? There's no question about that. My dad, my dad's the top guy, right? I'm running the Ashley team, MAR team. But I think in some ways, I think that's a trial basis just to, to, to make sure that I'm able to do something like that, which if you can run 50, $60 million operations overseas when lives are at stake you can operate a traveling circus you know what i mean right this is the way i feel about it so but you know whatever but because i had such a passion for this program and running and and starting something i, I just started asking questions you know you don't the answer is always known to you ask so hey wes can i talk to you for a minute and i talked to him in the trailer he came over to the trailer. We talked and I told him about this program. He says, you know what? Let's get Kaylee up. Kayla up here. I want her to interview you. 
Well, that article that came out in Drag Illustrated, that was that was basically voice recorded right there in the trailer because he thought that was a good program. And I said, hey, I want you guys to be a part of this. Like, I want everybody to join in on this. And my my vision for this whole thing is that we have we have a junior in every division. Well, guess what? I would love to see another team have a junior in every division and another team have a junior in every division. And it's almost like it's almost like the the pro series where you have these teams and everybody's racing against each other. But then down to the junior level, you have you have teams racing against each other, you know? And like I said before, we don't own we don't own the teams, we don't own, we don't sponsor them. We just we we facilitate their growth and and you can grow high quick or you can make sure the bones are good. You can get this foundation right. We have clinics for our ch- for our children, our our juniors and our amateurs to be able to answer questions properly, how to hold a microphone, little things, you know, how to thank your sponsors without going, I would like to thank Rust Ease for uh, this. You know what I mean? You got, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, my hands. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Waylon, because when we did that Fox energy interview with Joe Costello, it took me three ties and he knocked it out in one. And I just sat there and that's why at the end of the interview, you see him just, I would like to thank JCM. Blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there just smiling because I was like, holy crap, I created a monster. <laughs> it was awesome. But I don't know, well, man. I just I feel like there's uh, there's so much. There's so much in the future of this sport. And if you look at the ratings and the demographics and the and the fans and the age demographics, you'll notice NASCAR has always been hot. And it's gonna, it's always gonna be hot because there's always gonna be the hardcore fans. But NHRA is, you know, it's the only sport you have you can sit in the dugout in between innings. You know what I mean? I can right. sit in the dugout next to my favorite ball player, and then oh. Innings up, he's got to run back out in the field, and then he's coming right back. That's the only sport you have that kind of access to. You know that. I mean, that's just yeah. so. So when I when I invite people to the race, the one thing I do is I take them and I introduce them to everybody that I'm friends with. You know, anybody that I'm I consider a friend or an ally or just you know somebody I get along with, and I and it's not like I'm forcing it. I would drive over to Matt Hagen's pit. Or Ron, or I'd go over to Ron Caps and I'd say, "Hey, I want to introduce my buddy Danger, or here's Crash, or Jake, or whoever, and just let them feel how I feel every time I go to the track. And if I can figure out a way to keep that going, holy crap, man, there's no stopping it." Well, I well, first off, from somebody that works in the world of motorsports, thank you. Uh, because you could go back three years in the archives for the podcast when Cam and I started. One of the biggest things that we've we've talked about is like when where where is the next generation coming from, the next three generations, but also at the same time, we don't have driver development programs like NASCAR does. We don't have TRD, you know, we don't have Toyota coming in and having a pipeline we don't have chevrolet having a pipeline not yet that's and that is something that that i feel and have said because it is difficult okay so let's you know i mean don't you can't sugarcoat it right don't take a small paintbrush and try to whisk it away 
It's mm-hmm. expensive, right? It's extremely costly. Let's just, even if, you know, you could take Wyatt, for example, just to field a super stock car, you're, you're still talking about a hundred grand a good one, an operation. You you talk about travel. You talk all of the things to professionally impact and and do adequate ROI. Mm -hmm. And I don't care. You're at a half a million dollars in a year easily. And and how do you get a return on investment in this sport? Literally. I mean, seriously. I mean, unless you have a, uh, like a friend of mine that owns Deemer box, right? The, The Pelican case speakers. Yeah. Now, that's somebody I would talk to about getting into the sport because they could they could sell them there. Every pit has a has a speaker and a music box. This is a Bluetooth waterproof. Like I'm not plugging them, but I am plugging them because they're awesome. But right. But but every you know, unless it's something like that, the only other way to do that is a B two B operation, business to business. Absolutely. So how do you and, how do you how do you justify those return on investments? And that's that and that is part. the and that I, I totally agree with you. You know, I get, I get phone calls or emails or text messages from a lot of different people. Most people know like the ownership group, our top dragster car is sponsored by Meyer distributing their mm-hmm. Indiana based company. And we have a great relationship with them and people will say, Hey, we want to get in Meyer. We want to, okay, well that's that. Okay. Let's talk. But you have to remember that not everybody's a great fit for everybody, right? Like, like people forget, like that's, it has to be a fit. It has to resonate. It has to be impactful and it has to have a return. And, and it just, it is difficult. It's costly. You know, I really wish that there was more people that collectively could come along in a pool because you know, as well as I do, the nitro ranks, Man, that's few and far between. We're talking tenths of a percent of people that are going to elevate to that point and find enough financial to continue to pull that off on a regular basis. But the Lucas Oil down or competitiveness, that, you know, bracket racing, sportsman racing, like you can make that. You can make a lifestyle of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's, There's so many... There's so many people out there that think because it's important to me, I can make it important to everybody and drag racing included, you know, the drag NHRA is one of those sports that you can't explain to somebody. I tell the adults, Hey, it's like fresh batteries up your ass. I tell the kids, it's like a little gizmo gremlin climbing up inside you and tickling your belly from inside. You know, there's different ways you have to explain to it, but until they're there at the track, it doesn't, I mean, I've, I remember the first time it happened to me, I was standing behind Ron Caps and I was watching and I was just kind of like squatted down a little bit, leaning forward, kind of looking at his line. Cause I was, I, I've been, I spend every moment on that track learning. I don't know if you ever see, but I'll sit there and dig my foot in and, and figure out a line. And then I'll guess where I think they're going to put the car, that kind of thing. So I'm standing there and Ron goes, boom, and takes off a glob of snot just fell out of my nose. I wasn't even stuffed up. It just happened. You can't explain that feeling that that it's it's like a roller coaster and jumping out of an airplane at the same time, but not but without having to move. I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't explain it. So so how do you get those people involved? How do you keep the sport going? You bring them to the track, man. I uh, every single race, and this goes out for anybody listening and anybody out there in Wonderland. 
find me, contact me, come to a race, see what it's about. That's the only way you you get hooked. I'm t- I, it's it's ridiculous to to think about that that people sometimes and like and I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm guilty of it too. Maybe because it's important to me, I think it should be important to everybody. But but I really I really my mom used to call me an adrenaline junkie and all this stuff. And I don't know, maybe in some ways I was, you know, but it was more about what's next, what's next, what's the next greatest thing. And I'm going to keep moving forward and head down foot front of the other kind of thing. I don't know, man. It's just, it's one of those sports that you just can't get enough of. Well, the sp- I would echo with you. The sport of drag racing is definitely more impactful in a sensory overload type situation of being there, <laughs> right? Like you have to yeah. be able to consume that. You're not picking that up through TV. Now, no. the one thing that, that I always tell people and Kendra Jacobs and I were talking about it last week from flow is that when it comes to the storylines, the background, the characteristics, being able to establish a connection with the drivers and the teams and individuals on the teams and their sponsors and customers and companies like that is something that actually can come through the camera. It can be visual and audio, right? And and it's up to us being in the sport to be able to deliver that to people at home so that they want to go to a race or they want to continue to watch a race on TV until it does come back around to them or they decide to travel for vacation. Like those are the two balancing acts that we have to try to do when it comes to the world of motorsports and specifically in drag racing. And uh it and if we don't, we're going to lose people in their ability to come spend their dollars with companies and through the gate and at the concession stands to be impactful to the teams because we don't have a charter system like NASCAR does. Right. And 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 NHRA is is one of those sports that I I I, I tell people all the time, it's like a traveling circus and a soap opera. You know, they've had they've had F1 uh drive for speed or whatever it was. They've got a they've got a Netflix series on NASCAR. You know, there's one in the works for NHRA, but unless you capture those stories, that's the that's one of the, the biggest reasons that I was so such a fan of of doing this Ashley thing is because maybe I shouldn't even say it, but I will because you know I'm stupid. But you've got you've got dad over here and he's got the skag and the in the in the funny car and the top field dragster and you got the winningest driver of all time right and you got his son over here with justin ashley and so when you look at that it in no way is it a oh i'm breaking out on my own doing my own thing and i'm against my dad and it's going to be oh right it's it's not like that at all but fans look at it that way you know as a fan when i used to watch force and schumacher and the evil empire and the whole like you know i love that stuff but now when you have when you have what we're doing you can i'm not even trying to control the narrative i really am not at all i just want people to get invested and if and if it means that they think that there's like oh this against this guess what they're going to they're going to buy a t-shirt and a ticket to come see one or the other and either way we win 
Either way. Oh. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's like this this right here. I literally my wife just walked in here and gave me three of these. And I cause I because I told Tammy over at the at the embroidery shop, I was like, I need three of these for the winter circle. So these are gonna be seen on Fox this weekend. And that's just the way it's gonna be. And when when you see me on when you see me at the starting line, this is what I'm gonna be wearing from now on. Normally I wear this or a JCM one. But the first time that Tony and, and Justin ever lined up together was in a final. It was in a final. And you know what my dad and I did? We fist bumped and we went like this. All right. Cause either way, they're, they're it's all his teams, right? It's all his. But this is my responsibility. So if it goes well, the team gets the credit. And I'm telling you, the hardest working person I've ever seen on any track is Dustin Davis. That dude shows up 5.15, and by 6 o'clock, he's full of carbon and dust. And he's just disgusting. But I give him a hug and tell him I love him anyway, because that's just the way kind of guy he is. He's the hardest working guy out there. But we fist bump, and we say, okay, let's do it. You know, we're representing our team, our family's legacies and teams and however you want to call it. We're doing this. And Justin won. And it was it was uh, the Epping final, the Epping and the Bristol final, the back to back on the same weekend. Right. And we just we we doubled up. We, we doubled up and had a, gr- a great weekend. My buddy Jake was there. That I used to fly ar- army helicopters with and his wife, Meg, who I kind of hooked them up and they've been married for like seven, eight years now. But we went to. Uh, the race, we got all that done. And on the way home, I stopped by the hospital to see my mom. And I had the wallet that Justin gave me. And I walked into the hospital room before I even went home. I just stopped at the hospital and said, hey, mom, I brought you flowers. And that wallet right there was in her room for the rest of her life. And I brought it. I brought it. Hey, mom, I brought you flowers. And that was and that was like the most perfect thing I could ever think of because it was her first racetrack she'd ever been to. And to be right. able to do that for her and, and represent our family and have my dad on the other lane. I mean, come on, man. You can't you can't write that stuff. No, and that's the emotion out of it. That's the backstory. Though again, those are the things like you know, you said it's soap opera and traveling you know, circus and, and travel. Yeah. And so, and I try to tell people, right? And and I know. Um, the late Johnny D and I used to, he would like once a month, it'd be like getting a phone call from him and he would call up and he goes, okay, we need to have the conversation. He goes, are we in the racing business or are we in sports entertainment? And I always tell him it without a shadow of a doubt, we're in the entertainment business. Even, even if you think down to the lowest level of Lucas oil competition, you're still in the entertainment business because you have, and I say business. Because you have people that are helping you in some way, shape, or form, right? You have a, a family-owned business. You're you're financially invested at some level from someone. Could be your own, but somewhere you have financial investment. And you need to deliver to the people that support you, whether it's walking through your business doors Monday through Friday or mm-hmm. in your pit. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then yeah. you go on social media. You have to deliver. Yeah. And I, man, I, I'm not going to say, but God love Vince McMahon. And, <laughs> and I know, and I know, I know people weren't, you know, a few weeks ago, we had the whole ordeal with 
People were upset at Denny, Ham- Denny Hamlin. People were upset with J.R. Todd and Alex Laughlin. And oh, my man. whole thing is, my whole thing is, it's good for business. Yes. Leave it at that. Leave yes. it at that. Like I said before, it's a .com, not a .org. It's a business. But if you can't provide that entertainment, that sports entertainment to the fans, you will not have a business. You know, speaking of Alex, he was in town last last night, yesterday, for for a trade show, buying. I hope he didn't mind me telling everybody buying a, a sawmill to do some wood stuff out on his ranch in Texas. So he comes up to the house, and we went to the restaurant, did the trivia night, had a blast with him and and Cass, and just we just had a great time. And just because it's a business and it's racing, doesn't mean you can't be friends with people. There's only a couple of people on the track I haven't talked to. Mostly, well, I've talked to them. They haven't talked to me. You know, maybe they don't, they just, they see me as a stop sign or something. I don't know. You know, it's just the way it goes. But, but in fact, there's, uh, there's Alex's Haviland dragster right there on the bottom shelf. You know, he gave me that last night and, and he's one of those guys that I'll be friends with forever. We just, we have a lot in common, similar age, the whole bit, but I can go out there on the track and threaten to whoop his ass and he can threaten to whoop mine and still be friends. That's the soap opera part of it. And that's the, the whole wrestling mentality. You know, it's staged, not, this is not staged. You know, there's never going to be a lay down. I don't care if, if we're, if we need to win this round to win the, the world championship. I want you to work as hard as you can work and I'll work as hard as I can work. And that's the way it's going to end. Otherwise it's not a real, it's not a real final. You know what I mean? And, and I just, I would never, I would never do something like that either, but. Well, um, and and I, and it needs to be that way. And, and people say, Oh no, that's not that way. If you don't think that football players legitimately between the markers hate each other and then come the off season they're in arizona or florida or vegas and they're training together and then in their eating dinner and they're hanging out then you're just sadly mistaken basketball oh, yeah. players do it base everybody does it but at the NHRA same point we just don't yeah I think a lot of people just want to be vanilla. I, I, you know, yep. you talk about people like, and I hope Sean, you know, uh, Sean won't be upset, but Langdon told me one time, he's like, I think everybody just wants us to all to win and be friends. We should all just get out of the car and hug each other and sell Girl Scout cookies and whatnot. Like, no, no, I don't want that. Dude, no. I don't like you. No. Yeah. So I'll tell you this real quick. The first conversation I ever had. So I met Steve Torrance a while back. And after he won the Pet Boys call out last year, right? The guy flew in the, in the parachute, gave him the cash. I saw him at dinner that night. He happened to walk by. I said, hey, what'd you do with all that money? And he goes, man, there was only $600 in there because it's all fake. It's all just foam and, and 20s. And I was like, what? And so he gave me his number that night. That marks the beginning of our friendship. And so I talked to him all the time. And, we, and he's, a, he's a great guy, right? Him and I are going to battle this year. Like no questions asked. And I, I absolutely love it. But you know what? Mama K, his, his mama comes up to me. One of the first times I, I talked to her and she goes, I'm so sorry, mama, for doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
She says, baby, I'm only going to hate you for four seconds and then I'm going to love you again. And I remember that. And every single time I introduce somebody to Mama K, that's exactly what I tell. And you know what? Here's and here's the here's the kicker. K sends my dad scripture every single morning. You know what I mean? That's 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 the stuff that people don't see. That's the stuff that that people don't realize that goes on. But when you get on that track, you know what? I'm not talking to Steve. If we're lined up together, I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna go, hey, good luck. I, I will I will sit there and say, I hope you run well. I hope you I hope you survive it, but I hope we kick your ass. And that's the way it should be. And I love that part about this this whole this whole thing. I love it. Well, I'm just waiting for the time at some point in a top end interview when they go, Hey, you just won that round. So so how uh, what are you what are you thinking or how you're feeling? Well, I'm gonna go enjoy going back to the pits and watching them take the awning down while we get ready for the semifinal. Why yep. doesn't that come out? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear somebody <laughs> say, Hey, they're going to take the freaking awning down and we're going on to the semis. Well, that's Alan's job, man. He's the one that's always talking. Hey, he ran a, a 72 and he's gonna go home early. <laughs> That's his job. You know, that's, that's what I want to hear. I, I mean, no, no, we'll be friends in a little while. I'll tell you what next year. I'll do that interview for you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to hear. That's I I know at the top end. There you go. While you're holding the Wally. I hope they're enjoying going back there to take the awning down. We're going to spray some champagne down here. Yep. Oh, uh, all right, Joe. I love I love this. You and I. Well, obviously, we're military guys. We could probably drink beer for a while and 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 tell stories. Or Let's talk about <laughs> or eat good <laughs> ice, right? Let's talk about where you're going. All right, yes, sir. There, I I mentioned earlier. I read a press release that there was a comment in an interview from your dad that the family was committed for 10 years to be involved in the sport. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm somebody that's, you know, been in, in motorsports since I was seven years old, if you will, there's been a lot of sponsors that make flash in the pants or people mm-hmm. come in and they splash it and then they're out. Yeah. They're, they disappear gone. Yep. Right. What's the future look like for the Maynard family? Well, I'll tell you, as recently as last night, sitting in my kitchen, my dad told me, you know, I'm in this for at least 10 years. Those just not because you said it, but because he said it last night. I'm in this for 10 years. After that, I said, well, after that, it's going to keep going as long as it's possible. You know, the unless the decision is made to not be in the sport, we're going to be in the sport. And now the definition of decision is the absence of all other possibilities. Well, that means that's a big statement to say that this, that the possibility of us being gone is, is completely out of the question. That's, I, I don't even see that. I don't put a time limit on it. I don't put anything on it. You know, Skag, Skag jumped up huge this year. You know, they, they said, you know what, we want Tony. And I'm telling you, and I'm not saying this for their benefit, but when you come to the races, the CEO, Randy Glady, his number one priority at the races is to take care of his distributors and his dealers. If you see him going up to the starting line, he's literally grabbing everybody that's there saying, come on up. 
you know, he hasn't been a rotation for every qualifying event, for every final. Come on up. And he, he doesn't even hardly watch the race half the time. He's sitting there with his back to the car, taking photos. Now, as long as you get those type of people in this sport who are who want to entertain, and I use the word entertain purposely because that's what we do. He wants to entertain his distributors and his dealers. You get those type of people. I'm telling you, he cracked a walnut right there that not many people have done. A lot of people come to the race. You know, there's a lot of people that come out there, a lot of big companies that will come out there or just scrape together some money and throw it, throw it at a car, but they don't understand what that comes with. It doesn't come with a sticker and a decal and a t-shirt. It comes with the experience of bringing people that work for you. Randy, he in the pits every weekend, he, he gets up there and he says, I would not be here if it wasn't for you here at the race. He's not a race guy. He's a businessman. He goes around the country giving speeches, talking about the nine principles of leadership and, and all these other things, which is, is, is wonderful. So he said something to me that I had no idea was already written because I thought I invented it, which shows my lack of you know brain. I, I, I tell people that when I'm gone, nobody's going to care. My my son is not going to care that I left him a house or a car or, or a couple bucks in a bank. Then he's not going to care. What he's what I'm going to be remembered for is how I made people feel. And when if and when when someone speaks my name after I'm gone from this world, I want them to smile. Well, Randy was talking to me the other you know, a couple of races ago, and he said, "You know, people in this world are not going to remember what you gave them. They're going to remember how you made them feel." That was written by somebody in a book, and I was like, "Oh man." I thought I made that up. I thought that was my damn it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know, okay, okay, I suck again. Whatever. Well, but but that's the kind of guy that this sport needs. Literally. And I'm not saying that for their benefit. I'm really not. I'm saying it because I've seen it happen. You know, you get you get name a big one, uh Peak, right? John Force's Peak. I've I've never seen a bunch of peak guys at the track. Come on, man. Hey, Peak. Are you? Yeah, you. Get your ass out there. Bring it, O'Brien. Show it to them. Like I don't care what the company is. Bring them out there. Let them see it. Entertain them. Let them have that experience. Because it's not about the top dog. Why do you think my dad has so many people at the track? Because it's not about him. It's about him bringing people. You know, it's about the entertainment of the industry. Entertainment industry is what we're in. Bring these people, let them experience it, let them get their guts rattled. And now I got to go take a dump because uh, the car took off too fast and my stomach hurts. You know what I mean? Let them have it. And that's the way I feel it should be for everybody. And I'm probably going to get in trouble for that, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's really good. It's energizing to hear you talk passionately about staying in the sport past the 10 years and mm -hmm. don't, and, and, and by no means, I do not want to discount reading that comment, that quote from your dad about committed for the next 10 years to being in the sport, those types of commitments that come out of individuals and companies and families and collection collaborative groups to impact our sport. That's like having a charter. That's like yes. having a, that's like having a buddy in a foxhole with you. You got somebody that's got your back. That's going to be exactly left and right limits. We're, we're, we're moving out and, and you have somebody to have that. 
And and that again is something that continues to be a trickle down impact in our sport that we can't fix until we start fixing some other things. We we yes. have to be our own best steward of our, of our sport because there's yeah. a lot of times we're our own worst enemy. Oh, for sure. I when Dad says ten years, I always take that and and that and the way he means it is ten years for him to be front and center, taking all the shots. You know, and and between me and my wife and Eric, we filter a lot of those shots, you know, some that he doesn't even see and he doesn't need to because it's not going to. Nope, 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 nope. All right, go on through. Nope, 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 whatever. Right. But after 10 years, it's it's going to be me and my wife and Eric. You know, we're going to the three of us going to take the place of one man. Whether or not that means he was the greatest businessman of all time or it means that we are going to have a lighter load it, it i don't know i have no idea and i'm not going to speculate but but when he says he's got 10 years that's him being because i'll tell you the truth and here's another thing i'm gonna get in trouble for he wants to be kind Kalita. he wants to go to the track get driven out around in, in a golf cart watch the races and go on back and sit up in the lounge and chill out. And like, I want that for him. I, I really do. As much as my dad and I will do this sometimes, that's what I want for him. Not so that I could have the spotlight or I can have the front center. It's but so that, so that he can have what he has always wanted. I want him to sit up there and cry his eyes out thinking about mom. We finally did it. You know what I mean? That's what Absolutely. I want. For him. That's all I want for him. It is. <laughs> Humanity is something in humanity and humility are two things that I feel like get lost when people are trying to be successful and, and they just shove their emotions out of the way. Yeah. Like you made the comment about what you're remembered for. Um, and I say this all the time is probably the best line I've ever heard. We had Larry Dixon on the show and really, I said, you know, I, yeah, I said, Larry, I said, Right. I said, Larry, what do you want to be remembered for? And he didn't breathe, blink his eyes, nothing. He goes, I want to be remembered to being a good dad. Here's a guy that has done it all his way. And, he, you know, we're on, he's on a motorsports show and he fires off with, I want to be remembered to be as a good dad. And that's that goes back to how you make people feel like I want the I want the procession at the funeral to be long. I'm not trying to have a long list of friends right now. Like, right. Th- you know, I, I, yep. I want my reach to be longer than my grasp right now. You know what I mean? That's a yeah. few years ago. I was up in the Olympic National Forest with a couple of guys hiking with a Viking. Because I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but hiking with a Viking and Sam Strong. And we lived for a week in the four feet of snow with a backpack just to raise money for men's health. We sold t-shirts, shelter from the storm. We sold these t-shirts and all the gear that we got donated to us, we we gave it away. We didn't make a dime. I literally, we you know, this was part of my 10,000 mile road trip last year where we just went out and did this. And one night laying in this tent that had a little... You know, we're we're in this tent one night and Sam asked me, he goes, Hey, what do you want to be remembered for? 
And I said, I want my kids to remember me for the fact that I gave more than I got. Like, I, that's what I want. I don't want to, I want, I want to leave this world better. You know, the, all the, all the cliche sayings. Yes. Those are all there as well, but I want, I really want to be remembered for that. I want to be remembered for, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I put it out there more than I asked for it, you know? And one of the things that my dad and I have like have buckled over is the fact that I am, I'm always doing that, you know? And I'm learning from him that, yes, it's great that you just give away. You know, I spent three years of my life, the last, you know, year and a half ago, I spent three years of my life giving away everything I've ever made in my life. Not just giving out money, but driving around the country, doing a mobile, doing veteran events, like just giving to the point where I couldn't take my family on vacation for three years. I couldn't buy a new vehicle for three years. I couldn't do anything. Because it was always gone. And one of the things we buckled over was the fact that I had to learn. And my dad taught me that lesson in, you know, in his own way was it's great to do that once you have it. Right. You've got to get it first. Then you can do that. Because then you can, then you can organize and distribute proportionally rather than just going here, here, I want to be a good person. Right. You know, and, and that's a hard lesson, especially when you're already in that mood, you know, it's like cell phone coverage. It's easy to keep the coverage once you, once you have it and you're leaving, but once you're, you're out in the boonies and you're coming in, you got to come a lot closer to before you even get service. And my brain is kind of messed up by the way. I get hit in the head a lot and I, and I equate everything to uh metaphors because if I don't see it in my head, I can't talk about it. But anyway, but that's that's one of those things that we, you know, we talk about. And when my dad is doing his 10 year bit, it's 10 years, but I'm hoping by the end of that, that there's not a single person that says, Oh, he's only got a year left. Uh, I might want to start backing away, you know, oh, yeah. because, because what that does is that says I failed and right. I can't have that. I mean, you know how no. it is <laughs> not an option. <laughs> no failure is not an option i'm gonna buck back up and get it right and try exactly. or i might not get it right again but i'm gonna try again exactly. well okay well i have had you on the show here for a long time and i cannot let you leave all of our guests have to go through the gauntlet so i got all right i got two questions for you the first one you get to send a christmas card to anybody in the world of motorsports alive or dead who are you sending it to oh Motorsports, Mark Martin. Ooh. Yeah. Mark Martin's never gotten a Christmas card here on the show. Hey, Mark Martin's going to get a Christmas card from me if I ever had his address. I was this close one time. A friend of mine that I used to work with in the Army, his dad did some motorsports stuff for him. You know how it goes. And yep. Martin has always been my favorite driver growing up. Mark Martin, oh. just like the Ford uh, before Viagra. I mean, I'm talking like just just crushing it and i thought man he just seems like a cool guy like i just want to sit down and have a beer with him i'm not you know i don't want to fanboy it out i just want to sit and have a beer with him and just like hang out you know i went to i went to nascar races growing up on my own my my parents never took me because they didn't do that but show up on a wednesday to richmond put your tent 
in your truck up. You watch all the people hate Jeff Gordon for four days. You watch <laughs> you watch the box of cereal go around in circles for four hours, and then you go to bed, and then you get up and go home. And so, Mark Martin has always been the guy that never had. He never had, and here's the why: because he never had the controversy. He never had the the big headlines that said, "Oh, controversy and scandal and all." He never had that. He just was out there, just going, "You know what? I'm just driving a car." Let's do this. And that's that's why I love Mark Martin forever. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark Martin, that's first for, for the Racers and Rental Car Show. All right. Final Number question. Two. You get to send one WTF card to anybody in motorsports. Who's it going to and why? Oh, Jesus Christ. Does a therapist of a driver count? Uh, you know... Cam and I used to argue about this all the time. Like people want to put criteria and so forth on it. Here's my thing. If you got somebody that's involved in the world of motorsports and they deserve a WTF card and you can defend it and be, feel strongly about it, let it fly. All right. Well, I've got to preface it because if I don't, this is not going to end well. John force. That dude is awesome. I mean, he 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 went over. I asked him for a birthday card, assigned one of his uh his peak hats, the white peak hats after he runs, and it's all dirty. I asked him for one for Eric because it was Eric's birthday a few races ago, and he did it every time. I mean, we were in Vegas last year and and I saw John's 16X scooter sitting right there in Vegas. And I said, and he was and John was actually talking to my mom at the time. And I walk over to him, I say, Hey John. Your keys are in your scooter. I almost stole it. That would be like streaking at the Super Bowl if I stole your scooter. And he goes, well, you want to take it for a ride? Go ahead. <laughs> and my mom looks at me and goes, you, boy, you better go before he changes his mind. <laughs> and so I drove all the way down the pit row and back. Antron shows up and I told him what happened. He goes, well, take mine. I drove it halfway and back. He goes, no, no, no. You got to go all the way. So it's a go. Well, we got our, we got our PP smacked by an HRA. You know, I got a letter that says, hey, you're not allowed. Don't do that anymore. Okay, fine. I'll do anything once. So John is the coolest guy that that you've never met. I'll say it that way because, yeah, he, he sounds crazy. And he's like, he's always out there. And, and uh, what, what was your question? You know, that kind of stuff. I love the guy. I Every time I see him, he's just the nicest, sweetest dude I've ever met. Now, I say that, and that's the preface, because before I met him, I always thought, man, this guy's nuts, and he hates my favorite driver. And then after I met him, I see, I, I take what I've known about him now, and I see everything that is out there. And I'm like, that's awesome. He's not, he's not faking it. He's just that awesome. He's that crazy, and he's that awesome. So if I had one WTF card to give out, it would be to his therapist or his mom and his sister, his daughters, give it to Brittany and say, Hey, give this to him and ask him, just ask him because he just seems like one of those guys that's so eccentric. But when it comes down to it, he's the sweetest, nicest guy I've ever, you know, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And I, I would give everybody around him the WTF card. What's the deal with it? Why is he, what, what is going on? Is this an act? Cause I'm fooled. If it is, but I don't think it is. It's not. It can't be. Is he heavily medicated? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, all right. Well, Joe, I've kept mm-hmm. you on and you're making your big announcement this week. Driver development yeah. program. Where's the, what's the website, social media, where does everybody need to go if they want to try to throw their hat to be all right. part of the selection process? I'll tell you what not to do. Do not DM me on social media because I will not respond. I deleted them all. Every single, every single one of them. I deleted them all. Gone. But uh, jcmnitro.com. Go to the driver's tab. Down, you'll see Tony, uh, Wilk, Justin, and you see development, right? JCM Nitro drivers. Development. Right now, there's a page that comes up that says, here's the prerequisites and the criteria and when you're going to be able to apply. The 3rd through the ninth on that page, that same page, because that sign will go away and it will be an application page. The 3rd through the ninth. You submit your applications, you know, and one of those questions is from me because I just, I want to know how your mind's working. So when you go to that question, those questions, you're going to see a question that's kind of out of the blue, but that's for me because I'm the one who's picking one driver from every division of the junior dragsters. And those drivers will get a, you know, they get some, a monetary aspect to it, but they also get access to our, our sponsors. They get access to us. They, we, it's a development program for that reason. We're going to help them develop. I mean, Waylon had a, had an interview a couple of weeks ago with Pow Pow. And I mean, the interview, he's holding the microphone, right? He's engaged in conversation, eye contact. He's responding and with a follow-up statement to engage the conversation and keep it going. I mean, that's what we want. And this, and so the announcement is go, actually going to be done. I will, I will obviously contact the drivers ahead of time, but at PRI, West Buck is going to be doing his 30 under 30. But right before that, I'll be up there, talk about the development program, and then I will announce the inaugural class. And I want them to be treated like rock stars from the beginning. Because right now, these juniors, most of them think, I just drive a car. Mom and dad pay for it. Everything's taken care of. They've got to understand how to run a program, how to how to do certain. Anytime a junior is at the track, come find me. Come find. I, I get a lot of them. A lot of them come and find me right now, and I love it. Now, when you come find me, you better open your mouth a little bit because I'm telling you, there are parents out there that are ruining it for you because they talk too much. And they're and they're they're speaking for you, and you're not you're not even looking at me. You're playing with the gum on the bottom of your shoe, and 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 you can't have that. I want I want to see these kids. I want to see these juniors. I want to see them excel. I want to develop them. And you know what? I I I don't care how many races you've won. I care about how you're doing in school because GPA is important. How you're doing in school that's a requirement. You have to send me a report card. I hate to tell you, but that's just how it goes. Send me a report card. I want to know what kind of stuff you're doing within your community. You know, just because you're not the Glee Club president or in charge of the chess companies or whatever they call it, doesn't mean that you're not, you know, you're not fit to represent us. And I'm not saying we're the end all be all to drag race because we're not. I know that. But as far as a program goes, I want to make sure that we've got seven drivers. They're out there. They're outfitted with impact gear. They're outfitted with our logo and the logos of the sponsors that are going to be dipping into this. Because in fact, 
that's what this that's what this was and what's on this screen right here is our junior dragster sponsorship program we're going to have one presenting sponsor we have product sponsors and we're going to have associates you know because a lot of companies out there do not have the five hundred thousand dollars to put on the side of a, of a hauler but they they have the fifteen hundred or the two thousand dollars you know and those are the companies and what i really want is and i've had one once one person come to me at the track last weekend that said, Hey, I really want to get in on this. I said, I'm so glad you asked me because I, I want you and I want your competitor to come to me as well, because I want to go to this junior and bring him to you and say, Hey, since you're the sponsor, this is what we've been approached with. And I'm going to go to that other guy who's your competitor and tell him and, and explain to the junior that, Hey, this is the reason why we can't, we can't accept your your sponsorship because it's a competitor of yours and they're the official sponsor of this product on our team and you know what i mean i want the team i want the ki- the kids i call them kids i'm old enough to be able to call them kids right yeah why not but i want these kids to know that that's how it goes it's not just wake up in the morning because mama woke me up and then i go to the track and i'm going to drive and then i'm going to go back and go to sleep no, it, there's a whole process to it because if they don't figure it out now, they'll figure it out later. It'll make the sport look bad. Honestly, it will. Uh, you know what I mean? No. Eventually, someday, there's a, it'll be bad. I don't want that. Yeah. Well, and from the from that aspect, you know, you made a couple comments in there, and then I'm going to cut you loose. But but a lot of times, parents think that they know how things are done or how think how they think things should be done. And that's just, you know, that's just not it. And you're right. The kids, the kids at this age are moldable and malleable to be able to change them and, and let them be sponges to soak it up and say, this is why you do this. This is why you, you know, stick your tongue to the top part of your roof of your mouth. And that way you won't say, uh, when you're getting ready to give an answer, you know, or, <laughs> or put a paper, put a paper clip in the palm of your hand so yep. that you Stab will yourself. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ricky, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> All right, sir. I it, Right. What do I do on my hands? Joe, thank you so much for taking time out and coming on the show. Uh, I really do appreciate, uh, what you're you and your family are doing and trying to do looking forward into the future to impact the world of drag racing. Uh, I say it all the time uh, being somebody in the sport. I need the sport to continue to grow. If you're passionate about it, it's not hatred. It's not uh, anger. You, you want to see things corrected so that the ship continues to move forward so that we have a place in the sport for years to come. And so uh, I appreciate, I applaud everything you and your dad and your family are doing. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you later on this week in Indy. Thanks for coming on racers and rental cars. All right, man. I'm gonna leave you with this one final thought. If you've got a sponsor for a specific product, don't post on social media the competitor. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, sir. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. See you this week. Yes, sir.
All right, folks, there you have it. Great interview with Joe C. Maynard. I know it was long. Thanks for sticking around. If you have questions, you know where to reach out to. This week, no mental health, no physical health comment, and not even a Don's rant. It's Labor Day weekend. For me, it's always an emotional weekend. As I mentioned earlier, anniversary of my father's passing in 1992. Not a weekend goes by. Definitely not so much a U.S. Nationals that goes by that it's not heavy on my heart. I hope that each and every one of you will take this week over the Labor Day weekend, holiday weekend, take moments, take inventory of your relationship with your loved ones as not every day is guaranteed heal them, reach out to them, communicate with them, let them know that you're thinking about them because at the end of the day, all we have is each other as we go through this journey called life. Once again, shout out racers and rental cars. Make sure to like rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, flow racing, give them a look. See, Looking really forward to the what's coming up here in the next few months on Flow Racing. NHRA, big go. See you guys next week. Let's put it up for the weekend. Whoa.